one of the things as it relates to well-being is we talk a lot about compassion, right? And when we say that, many times it's like, oh, yeah, we need to have compassion for others. You have to start with compassion for yourself. How many of us have gone to work sick or, you know, just not feeling 100% and like, I just need a day, but we're like, I can't do it. I can't do it. This level of responsibility, which is commendable and you must care for yourself, right? Are you burned out, overwhelmed, not managing stress well? Have you lost that fire for a profession that you loved? Are you a physician that trained over a decade for a career you now resent? I'm Dr. V, and I'm a burnout survivor. I call myself the Harriet Tubman of healthcare because I'm free and I'm coming back to get you so you can be free too. Let's move from fed up to fixing it. Although I'm a doctor, this does not make me your doctor. The information on the podcast, including opinions and recommendations, is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to be a substitute for the advice of an appropriately qualified and licensed physician or other healthcare provider. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Office Visits with Dr. V. I am Benita Bernardo, your host. Dr. V, and I am so excited to have you guys listening once again. Thank you again for everybody who has subscribed and who's following and sharing it with family and friends. Okay, so we got some good news. We're expanding. We've been on Facebook and Instagram, but we've now expanded to TikTok and YouTube, and you will actually be able to see us on YouTube the whole episode and some cool little reels, some of the snippets. So I would love for you guys to go ahead and put that into your repertoire of downloads, uh, and we'll continue to learn and grow. And you can always comment on any of those platforms if there's something that you are more interested in hearing about. So we're talking about lifestyle medicine and wellness, um, getting happy and healthy. And um, if you need to hear more about any of those, you just let us know. So let's get to our episode today. Oh, my goodness. So... I am a board-certified lifestyle medicine physician, as well as a board-certified OBGYN, but I had the pleasure to go to the American College of Lifestyle Medicine Conference in Orlando, November 2022. I was at the Happiness Member Interest Group, and sitting at my table was our guest today. Not only was she sitting at my table, but we realized we knew each other for way back when. And we graduated from the same medical school. She was one year behind me. Shout out to class of 2002 for me, 2003 for her. And so without further ado, it's my pleasure to introduce to you all Dr. Christina Bowen. Well, thank you so much, Dr. B. This is such a treat to get to be um, on the podcast with you today. And, you know, I have to say it was pretty much divine intervention to get to meet you that day at the ACLM conference. I've used some of the affirmations that you shared with me for myself and others. So really appreciate that. And this is a joy to get to be on the podcast with you today. A little bit about myself. I am born and raised in Eastern North Carolina, graduated from Brody, whoop, whoop, 2003, School of Medicine, and then completed family medicine residency at Carolina's Medical Center in Charlotte. 
and then moved to the Outer Banks, which is where I live in practice. Uh, my clinical practice is in the Outer Banks. I've completed a fellowship in integrative medicine. So I'm board certified in family medicine, hospice and palliative medicine, integrative medicine, and lifestyle medicine. Um, I know, and I love it. I clearly have it. Is that four certifications? Four board certifications. Oh, yes. I know. This is it's quality, y'all. I'm bringing out quality. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I just love to learn. And so my my journey has taken me from private practice to an integrative medicine and lifestyle medicine practice at the Center for Healthy Living in the Outer Banks. And then I currently serve as the Chief Wellbeing Officer for ECU Health, which is amazing. It's my favorite thing to talk about optimizing your well-being. And then to get to do that work, at ECU Health for healthcare workers and providers. It's just a true gift. Oh, wow. First of all, I'm just tired listening to all of it. And y'all, we're going to talk about it later, but she's a wife and mother too. Yes. Involved in their lives. So she's doing a whole lot. Um, I think what impressed me, well, first of all, just shout out to our medical school. Yeah. Uh, They are devoted to primary care, educating providers, or I'm sorry, physicians that will go out uh, and serve the underserved and serve where they're needed. Uh, And so it is not surprising to me that East Carolina has an office of well-being. So I was really excited to hear that. The other thing that I sometimes talk about is that, you know, the healthcare system is broken. And that's one of the reasons I got burned out, and I am just really excited for you to share with our listeners some of the things that you guys are doing for providers that will ultimately make the quality of health care better. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about that, what you're doing, what your office is for? Absolutely. So, you know, I really applaud ECU Health for recognizing that we needed a chief well-being officer, that it was something that my role takes care of providers as well as our, our other team members, but we'll be speaking specifically today on providers. So just really, you know, a big shout out to the senior leadership at ECU mm-hmm. Health for recognizing and giving resources to well-being. Yeah, seriously. So as it relates to providers, I really love the way that we think about physician, we call them physician and credential providers, well-being. Okay. And truly because You know, you really need to take a holistic approach when you think about the well-being because, you know, there's an element of, just like you said, I'm a wife and a mother. And so I'm a physician and I have my work well-being. Well, then I need to be able to leave work at work. I mean, there's going to be that ebb and flow and that harmony, but it's really hard to decompress. And we hear that, like, can you really be off? And so how do we help with that life-work blend? as it relates to well-being. And one of the things we've been really strategic as we think about our providers is really to talk about well-being the second providers start at ECU yes. Health. Yes. So we have a continuum and well-being is woven all throughout the leadership journey as well as other offerings as it relates to our te- our providers. And so We have an onboarding experience that's nine months that has well-being woven all through it, talks about personal well-being, and then really creating a culture of well-being at Mm -hmm. work where you thrive, which is a lot of workplace efficiency, right? Relationships and connection at work, do we feel like we belong? 
And then, you know, we move along. There's a lot of different micro learnings that we offer, mastering tough conversations. We have one day experiences that really are just, we call them well-being in action. They're really about leading self so that you can lead team and lead others. We have orientation. We have Teachers of Quality Academy. And then we actually have mm-hmm. we actually have a three-day immersive retreat that many of our physician leaders go on that's really a time of reflection and um, relationship building with the cohort that you go through that, that really focuses on how can I lead myself and how does leading myself impact my work that I do in my professional realms and then also in my personal realms. And and then the other thing that we've done, and I'm I'm talking and talking because this is clearly my passion, but we need it, right? It's sacred to get to be a provider, right? It's really wonderful to get to be in people's healing space and having this in, them invite us in. So it's our job, I think, as healthcare organizations to keep our providers healthy and whole so that they can practice to the best of their ability. Um, So one of the things that we've done with that is when there's extra support that's needed, we have a provider peer support program that's internal. So we train physicians and APPs to be peer supporters for their colleagues. So if they're going through a difficult event, and we also have an internal coaching program. So I really feel grateful to be in an organization that really has said, you know what, we need to put well-being on our strategic placemat, and it needs to be part of what we do, the quintuple aim. The quintuple aim. I love that. I, I will say full full transparency here. I used to go to work sick. Yeah. And I knew that the body needed rest to recover, and I will come to work sick anyway. Nobody told me to go home. Nobody right. can take care of yourself. We got a full schedule of patients. Let's keep rolling. Um, right. And so in the in the culture that you're describing, it feels like that there is definitely emphasis on self-care yeah. is important. Self-care mm-hmm. is definitely important. And I think that more physicians will stay in the profession longer um, and will enjoy it more. And I tell people, some patients are really not satisfied with the care that they're getting from their providers. And I mean, in medical school, the energy, the love, people truly wanted to give back and they really cared for patients. Mm-hmm. The system somehow makes it a little bit more challenging. And so I really believe anybody who goes into this profession, we do see it as a privilege. Um, and I, I love to hear that you all are creating an environment that they can give their best um, to their mm-hmm. patients. And so physicians are listening to this, nurses, medical staff, and then patients are listening. So for patients, what are they going to see differently? What are they going to see different in their providers now under this new culture, do you think? Yeah, I think that's a great, that's a really great question. So one of the things as it relates to well-being is we talk a lot about compassion, right? And when we say that many times, it's like, oh yeah, we need to have compassion for others. You have to start with compassion for yourself. So have self-compassion enough that, I mean, I hear you, Benita. I mean, I how many of us have gone to work sick or, you know, just not feeling 100% and like, I just need a day, but we're like, I can't do it. I can't do it. This level of responsibility, which is commendable and you must care for yourself, right? I mean, you can't pour from an empty vessel. We hear that all the time. 
And so we really talk a lot about the need for starting with self-compassion. I mean, we've developed mindful meditations at ECU Health that are each week done. Um, They're facilitated by senior leaders. Many of them are on compassion, on self-care, on maintenance. And it's so cool to get to see our senior leaders talk about what seems like the soft side of medicine. But you know what? Our patients are screaming at us. That's the important stuff, right? And so I think what patients will see is a more engaged provider and somebody that pauses, is fully present with them, is able to show the 40 seconds of compassion, right? Stephen Treziak in his book, Compassionomics, says, you know, there's a Hopkins study and it shows it takes 40 seconds as a physician for us to show our patient compassion. That's not long, right? And then what we know is that it actually, it, it helps that patient and it's, it helps our well-being. Yeah. So we talk a lot about compassion as it relates to self and then patients and how it positively impacts the well-being of you as a provider. Oh, I love that. I love that. Real quick, because I really want to get into your story of how, you know, you balance everything that you're doing. How are the provider, how the physicians and the provider, how are people responding to this? Is it, yay, I'm loving it, or is it just, oh, it's another thing I have to do? Yeah. So we try to be very thoughtful, and we do something at ECU Health that we call it by attraction. So it's not mandatory. We really like for our providers to come through the onboarding experience, and it's, it's recommended, not required. And then our offerings for the well-being in action one day, it's by attraction. Would you like to come and spend time with your, you know, just thinking on yourself and having that time of reflection as is the three-day? It's one of those things. It's hysterical. I mean, I get calls. Um, what's on the agenda? How long is this going to take? <laughs> one of my favorites. I love this provider. He's like, I mean, I think he called me three or four times and he's like, are you promising I'm not going to have to do yoga or meditation? I promise you're not going to have to do yoga or meditation. So a lot of reluctance because truthfully, a lot of reluctance and then there's a subset of the providers that are like, "Woo! thank goodness. We need to be talking about this and thinking about this. But I'll tell you, it's interesting to see the reluctant providers that come into some of these offerings and you can see them, they're kind of squirming in their chair and you're like, I mean, they're not feeling this a hundred percent. And then at the end, yeah, they are. And, and, you know, we, a lot of these offerings, they're not just for providers, right? Everybody's part of the healing team. So it might be administrators. It might be nurses at the bedside. It might be nurse managers. And at the end of the day, they are like, thank you so much. Yeah. Because just like you said, you know, I mean, if somebody had come up to you when you were sick and said, you know what, Benita, you probably need to press pause today and just go home and take care of yourself, right? You would have been like, oh, that makes me feel cared for. Yeah, and that's like, what we feel. Yeah, absolutely. And to have the space for that. To have the space. Because sometimes we won't give ourselves permission nope. uh, to care for ourselves. And so... For folks listening, you know, they're not providers, but it is true for everybody across the board. Everybody across the board. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, okay. Give us the, the secret. Like, you have an amazing story, first of all, just from, you know, medical school, 
you know, and you're married to another physician. I am. You alum as well. Um, and you all have three children. I mean, like launching out and you got all of this on your plate. So give us a little background about, you know, who's Christina apart from, you know, the doctor and the head of dot, 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 dot and certifications. And how do you make it all work? Well, I think, you know, I really try to practice what I preach, Mm -hmm. right? And so the mind, body, and spirit, right? That's really how I try to live my life. And, you know, for me personally, faith is number one, always has been, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I keep that first in my life. I start every day with quiet time. I have three devotionals that I read. I have a gratitude journal that I do every day. Well, they're really short. I see you going. <laughs> they probably take five minutes to read. Okay. Um, I write in a gratitude journal every day. I write three things I'm grateful for. And then I really write down my prayers and set intentions for the day. I actually pray. I prayed over our podcast. And so, oh, oh, oh. yes, I did. And so that's really important to me. And then, you know what? It's interesting. I was actually listening to a podcast with uh, Tim Ferriss and Brene Brown. Yeah. And it really resonated with me. I mean, I think anybody that's in this space of empathy and compassion and in self-care, you have to you know, know about Brene Brown. And I, it really resonated with me, something that she said. And I said, and I thought, you know, that's my secret is that when life seems to get crazy and busy, I have to stay connected to my anchor, which is like, going to the grocery store and making sure I'm getting groceries for my kids' lunchboxes. It's making sure I'm packing their lunches every day. My seven-year-old said, Mommy, I have 47 lunch notes in my lunchbox from you. And he saves every single one. Like, you know, and playing with my kids outside or my best friend, Allison Brown, I got to give a shout out. She's a life coach. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. She's awesome. Staying connected with her, staying connected with my circle Bible study group. And, you know, having a soulful relationship with my husband, right? Making sure we're connected. We're going on date nights. So I don't know if that answers your question, but it's it's truly staying connected to the things that matter most to me, right? My a, I call them my A1 priorities. So question, how do you know what your anchor is? How did you figure out these are the things that I always need to stay connected to? What do they well, have in common? So I think that they, you know, faith, family, and friends is really like, and that's always been or my anchor. Mm-hmm. It's your core values. And it's like, it's really interesting. We do we do some of this in our three-day like immersive retreat with leaders in the organization. We say, you know, here's your leadership dashboard. Here's some dimensions. What are the three that they've got to be intact for, intact for you to be thriving, right? You circle them. What are the three that really kind of get pushed aside if you're getting too busy and life has gotten you running you around. It's interesting because often the three that are your anchors are the ones that you kind of push aside. I was getting ready to say the same thing. (laughs) And that's so, and you know what? It's hard. I mean, and I think, I don't think I have it all figured out, right? We teach what we have, we're supposed to learn. I mean, so by no means do I say that. And 
And I think it's a journey. I think we're all on a journey. We're all, all striving to improve and grow as people. And one of the things that's been really, really helpful for me is having, you know, number one, putting God first. Number two, having my husband who is an accountability partner. And then three, really having friends that are just just that authentic, I call them soul friends. Yeah. And they'll speak in. I mean, yeah. when you, I mean, I've had periods during this job that uh, some of my best friends have said, hey, you know what? You need to check in with yourself. You need to, you know, and yeah. like make sure you're, and so that's a gift and yeah. a blessing. Yes. And it takes intentionality, right? That doesn't just happen. You have to be super intentional with your day or life can get crazy and chaotic. So you've said this a few times. You said you have a soulful relationship with your husband and you have soul friends. So now soul used to be, you know, like soul music. I I do like to say it. (laughs) But what do you mean when you say soulful relationships? Yeah. So I think I appreciate you asking that. And I and I hate I, I didn't want to throw a bunch of books, but a book that I love Great. is by, by Henry Cloud and it's called The Power of the Other. Hmm. And you know, to me, soulful relationships are based in authenticity, right? You just can bring your like, as my best friend and I say, you know what? I'm gonna show up with my whole rainbow of colors. Sometimes <laughs> Hello, and sometimes it's brown, right? It's like, or just not, you know, you're just spewing. Right, brown is not in the rainbow, though. I know, but it kind of is. I mean, it is in my rainbow, right? I have the whole, you know what I mean? Like, you just have this entire rainbow of emotions. Yeah. And a lot of times you're like, I've got to just, you know, just but it's not be authentic. I mean, I'm having a hard day. I'm really struggling. And so just being able to be real, I think that's just so important. And and truly one of the things I've realized as, and I know you probably can relate to this too, as physician and mother and wife, and you get to this point in life where it's like, those are the only relationships I truly have time yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. You're so busy. Yep. And Time is so precious and it's finite. And so you really want to spend it with outside of work and even in work with people that really you can connect with on that authentic level that's not judgmental, that's like, you know what? We are assuming best intentions. We want what's best for you. I mean, just like you, who I, I mean, is my like sister from med school and I'm praying for the podcast. You know, and sharing all about you since we met. Like, wow. Thank you. That's what life is about. So, you are a woman of faith. And like I said, divine intervention is really, really good. Cause that was like, cause I haven't seen you in what, like two decades. And it's like, oh, five years. We've got a problem, y'all. There is too much to do and not enough time. Your personal life takes a back seat to a profession that you have spent decades training for. Your calling seems to be burdensome in a system that does not prioritize your well-being. You do not have to live this way. When you take care of patients, who takes care of you? I'm Dr. V, a burnout consultant, and you need me as your personal coach. I take care of the healthcare provider 
that takes care of everybody else. Go to officevisitswithdrv.com and click on the coaching tab. Schedule a free discovery interview so I can learn more about the life that you need to be fulfilled. I know I could feel your energy and your passion. And so we're going to just wrap up here. We're in our 40s. We know stuff now that we didn't know 20 years ago. And so to someone who's listening and, and maybe hasn't learned the lessons, and by the way, I love that you are doing what you preach. You're living it out. And your son has 47 notes in his lunchbox. I love it. And he loves that. And that makes all the difference in his life. So to the person who hasn't quite figured it out or they haven't made that breakthrough, give them some words of inspiration, encouragement, you know, one little nugget that we can leave with them before the, we wrap up. So, you know, what I would say is, Give yourself space, right? The first thing is life gets really busy. So blank out some time, make an appointment with your life is what I say, and just give yourself a little bit of space and think about what would I like this one precious life that I'm living to look Mm -hmm. like, right? Mm -hmm. What is the legacy I want to leave for my family? What's the legacy I want to leave maybe from a professional standpoint? And and to give yourself grace if you know that that's going to take a little bit of time. But just start making those really small changes, kind of like we talk about in lifestyle medicine, yeah. right? Those set those smart goals, which sounds silly to a lot of people, but even with self-care, smart goals make it set realistic goals. I mean, part of it is knowing and giving yourself compassion and grace when maybe you don't meet them, but really know that you're worthy of it and think about, pause enough to think about what you want this one precious life to look like and what does your favorite version of yourself look like, oh, right? Yeah. Yes. Because Sometimes I just really feel like life comes at us. We have all these external factors coming and we just are on the rat race. You know, we're like on that hamster wheel. Take your hand off the hamster wheel. You're probably helping turn that wheel faster. Get off the wheel and think about what do I want this life to look like, right? And that, I mean, that makes all the difference. And you know what? The other thing is, it's not one of those like break. Well, a lot of times you'll have a breakthrough moment, but that's something you got to stop and do like every few months, I think. I yeah. Know, what you- oh, yeah. Oh, I, absolutely. It changes. It definitely changes. Yes. I do know, speaking to what you're saying, God has a purpose for everyone. Absolutely has a purpose for everyone. And that this life is precious and it just, you didn't fall out of the sky. Uh, and so, you know, checking in with yourself periodically and making sure, you know, you're on the right track and the courage, I think, to say it's OK to live this life. That's why I, I know I love God, because stepping out here is scary. And to think I had to do it by myself, um, I would not have, have stepped out. So absolutely. You have to check in periodically. So, yeah. And, you know, the other thing I would say, too, that I had that was kind of a breakthrough moment for me that I'll say, just because I know your heart is your family, too, right? 
And we were out on the boat and I was with my husband and my kids. We live in the water here in the Outer Banks. And and I was like, this is amazing. I just love being with my family. Like, thank you, God. This is just such, you know, those micro moments of joy when you're just like, "Mm." my sweet, uh, my friend Allison's mom, Barbara, who passed away and um, she's looking down on us from heaven. When she would have something that was like a micro moment of joy, she just put her hand over her heart like that. And that's how they feel. And so I had that moment out on the boat. And the thing that came to me is it's okay to have more than one purpose. And that was like prophetic for me. Yeah. The female physician, I had always been like, my purpose is to be a doctor, right? The first doctor in my family. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. And and then I was like, oh, it's okay for me to want both. And I can have both. And I can do both well. Come on. Are you preaching? Right? Are you preaching? Well, I'm telling you, it literally felt like it was like a beam down. You can. You can. You can. Well, look, I don't live in the Outer Banks. And everybody's looking for a good doctor. You're out there, and guys, you know, you hear it. You hear her passion. She's up and coming, and she's going to be leading the way. So, how can people uh, get in touch with you if they want you to be a speaker, if they want to be a patient? Where do we need to send folks? For patients, I work out of the Outer Banks Hospital Center for Healthy Living. So, I got to look up Outer Banks Hospital Center for Healthy Living. We do virtual consults. We're happy to see you. It's myself and my partner. A nurse practitioner. She's also boarded in lifestyle medicine, Mariel Silk. And then as far as well-being and talking about what the well-being of our healthcare workers, I am with the Office of Well-Being at ECU Health. And you can look up Dr. Christina Bowen, ECU Health, and it'll pop right up. Okay. One last question. Virtual patients. Is it only in North Carolina? Yeah. Okay. All right. Right now. And if it's somebody outside of North Carolina, we can look into that. But I know it's it's dependent on states. Okay. All right. Well, guys, we'll have all of that in our show notes for sure. Dr. Christina Bowen. You can do a dies work. And I, I just love. Listen, you have motivated me today. And I'm going to take a little bit. I maybe I don't do lunch boxes, but maybe sending my kids some notes. That really stuck with me. So I would do better. But thank you so, so very much. Um, the future looks very bright. And I'm so glad that you are a part of changing healthcare. And you're a mom and you're one of us. And you understand the importance of, of all of that, all of your purposes. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Dr. V. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode. Don't forget to share this with your family and friends. Y'all know that they need to hear exactly what she shared with us today for sure. So we'll see you next time on Office Visits with Dr. V. Thanks for listening to Office Visits with Dr. V. I would love to stay connected. So please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Office Visits with Dr. V and on LinkedIn at Benita Vernado, MD. Share this information with your friends and colleagues. Like and subscribe. You know the drill. Also, go to Office Visits with DRV.com backslash connect 
and leave your email to receive updates on everything that Dr. V is doing to introduce you to your new life.